everybody. Welcome to 90 Day Fiance Cray Cray. I'm Kim. I'm Kyle. And tonight I'm giving double yammy. <laughs> what? How do you even, I mean, just logistically. Double like, yammy? Yeah. <laughs> I assumed that he meant I could meant say some very two... not safe for work things right now. <laughs> I assumed that he just meant sex twice, not that oh. he was going to have two dicks tonight, Kim. Yeah, that's what I that's where my my brain went there immediately. Oh, I was wow. Okay. two holes. Uh this is gross. Yeah. Okay. So um <laughs> what, 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 what well, we're off to a great start. Of... <laughs> we're off to a great start. What was you know what? I'm just going to declare sexual relations with Oh, that's you've 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 ruined it. <laughs> um, what was the grossest part for you of the whole episode? Was it the under the table manicure, the double yammy? Um, uh, uh, it was probably submit admitting out loud that he would just adopt a kid to please his parents, and he wouldn't uh, actually love it or be happy. <laughs> Truth is, I have no interest in kids at all, no, but I'll do it no. for my mom. I'll do it. Jenny, I'll, Jenny, go make me tea. <laughs> I'll, ra- I'll raise a child where literally every member of the family resents it. That'll work out great. This poor child would literally Ugh. be so traumatized. God. I can't even imagine. Like, good God. I <sighs> I did have, I have to admit, Kyle, I did have like a million dollar idea this week. Oh, yeah. Hit, hit me. Um, it, okay. So if anybody from production is listening to this podcast, I want you to take out your little notepad and write this shit down. Okay. I'm spoon feeding this to you. Hashtag single life Nigeria. Usman dumps, Usman and Michael respectively dump their American oldies and they take on nigeria by storm maybe as a duo it shouldn't be that hard to cast his dm is full of rich ladies that's what i said i want to see all these young and rich ladies in the dms of both of them and i want to see this lineup that usman's mom has waiting for him let's throw michael in the mix why not oh i guess he's not Hausa, but um so that that won't work that part won't work but you could make it you it. could make it like a team competition where yes. you have team you have team instagram sluts and then you have team mom's lineup <laughs> and then you just have them <laughs> battle it out like nigerian gladiator style oh my god I are think you gonna be team would... mom or team graham <laughs> i was thinking more that sounded like team graham like team grandma and not instagram well, <laughs> and I'm, like, I, I mean, there. <laughs> I'm sure there's a lot of grandmas in his dm i mean you know that's true look at them to shoot their shot you know yeah um i just uh i uh i i feel like we need to expand single life to these because they're both such great characters and I, I think it would be great. If we got the North and the South covered of Nigeria, I mean, it, it would just, we would learn a lot probably too. It would be great. Anyway. It sounds like you're basically pitching flavor of love, but <laughs> with Usman in Nigeria. <laughs> Michael's just an ancillary side story. Yeah. Okay. And you definitely have to throw I feel like you do have to throw in some oldies that have that have money. You know, you never know. If they have money, yeah, I might spoiler. be into that. Yeah, yeah, spoilers. Yeah. Um I'm open open to other uh Nigerian cast of My cast is to young beautiful rich ladies. <laughs> ladies. Uh 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 ladies. Oh my god, I have it. We could pull in Usman's entourage like Slam Tea. I mean, come on. The, Are you saying I would, like I would watch this. how how would they be involved? Like if if they get kicked off the island, then you have your pick of <laughs> Slam Tea and Ben Badmus as like leftovers. Yes, <laughs> consolation exactly. prize. Like the entourage is the consolation prize. It sounds more like what I'm pitching is like the Bachelor Nigeria, which I'm sure probably <laughs> exists, but Usman oh, is yeah. the Bachelor. Or maybe God. it's like two bachelors, like they just did with the Bachelorette, and Michael and Usman are both it. 
I saw I saw someone on Reddit posted that they were working in a Nigerian hospital and on the national Nigerian just the, the national channel of Nigeria, they were playing a soldier boy music video. What? Yeah. Oh my god, maybe he is famous. Well, I am the most famous Ni- in my region. <laughs> We have had Nigerian listeners write us and say, like, he is not famous in Nigeria. <laughs> he's, he's a he's a regional a regional player at yeah, best. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. That's fair. Uh, anyway, I I thought this was a decent episode. I have a lot to say about Jenny and Summit. I mean, Summit is just like baffling at this point. Uh, but Jenny is too. Like, she still doesn't understand how important this like cultural difference is and just the importance of Summit's family to him. And that basically like he doesn't really want to do life without his parents in, in it. And she just, she's still like not getting it. It's, it's very much a cultural distinction at this point. She's like, well, in America, my country. Yeah. Like in America, we don't judge anyone for anything ever. You can do whatever the fuck you want. Yeah. <laughs> just, um, you can get catfished and then go to India to live with your fake boyfriend that's 20 years younger than you that you fucked in mom's base in mom's attic and nobody cares nobody judges at all <laughs> they would never make a tv show out of that what, one last thing before we get started it's so not a bribe. No, no. It's so, so not it's so a bribe. It's so not a bribe. So not. not it's a bribe. only a gift that I hope will influence you for an exchange <laughs> of other favors. Yes. <laughs> Come on. What's the problem? <laughs> When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, let's hop into Happily Ever After, episode nine. Got to start out with Jovi and Yara, I think. That's the... <laughs> I love their Eastern European intro music. <laughs> Just like, so anytime. Sad. I know. So sad. <laughs> so sad, but then you're going to... do 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 So fucking funny. Getting ready to go to Europe. Oh, now it's no big deal. Yara's just waited for Jovi to get home. Surprise! This entire drama wrapped up and summarized in two seconds. Do you think oh, that... Man. Do you? Th- I mean, we haven't seen shitty, shitty, super shitty Jovi that much this season. Do yeah. you think that this whole, if mom wants to communicate with me, she can learn English. Do you think that shit is just him trolling yara or do you think he's being serious i really hope it's him trolling that's me being optimistic it is so bad but the fact that his mom is like jovi stop that makes me think that it's real and she's wondering how she raised a monster (laughs) because yeah that's and then he complains when he gets there i don't understand what you're saying and i heard my name She's like, learn the language, Jovi. I love that Yara just throws it right back at him, though. She's just speak English in the Czech Republic. It's like her mom doesn't speak English, you idiot. So I don't know. It's just I'm yeah. I don't I'm not trying to give sympathy to the devil here, but I think this is <laughs> completely put on because I nobody so. nobody like actually reacts to him being a dick. Uh, yeah, you're you know, right. if 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 Yara was actually offended by this, I feel like she would tell him how much of a piece of shit he is. And I think that this is just him. This is him thinking that he's funny. I hope so. I, it's also, though, we see this behavior, too, when they're on the plane. Are they in business class, by the way? I, I think so. I don't know. He must have a ton of points, so he flies oh, all yeah. the time. Yeah. But anyway, they were like, oh, 
you know, Yara makes the point, well, we also waited for Jovi because it'll be so much easier just traveling with my love. Jovi's with us. <laughs> yeah, and then, then he Jovi sleeps the whole time. <laughs> fuck all the whole time. He sleeps the whole time and she's with Milo the whole time. No, I'm I mean, like, how the, did she pee? Like, how did she get up to pee? Jo- uh, Jovi's no. Jovi's actions are usually much worse than his words, right? Yes. He, he's he's a dick <laughs> with what he says all the time. And then you're like, are you, are, is he faking it? And then he just turns out, <laughs> no, yeah, he's actually an asshole. Um, yeah. It's pretty funny. <laughs> Must be I, nice. I can, I've never been able to sleep on a plane my entire fucking life. And so we end up splitting 50-50 the duties on planes, but my wife can actually sleep. It's such right. bullshit. Then we get to Prague and Jovi's like, let's go get uh, some drinks. <laughs> like, oh, yeah, what? let's go. You're just wants to take a fucking nap. He's I I know this wasn't filmed like when they landed, but he's so yeah. amped in that ITM. It's like he just did a rail off of Yara's tits. Like, I'm ready to go. <laughs> Let's get drunk. Woo! <laughs> um, we do see like Miss Gwen comes with her dog Stella. Have we seen this little dog before? Mila is really pumped about the dog. It's very cute. <laughs> <laughs> no and idea. She's also like very pumped about Gwen. I feel like the whole Gwen drama was fabricated because clearly Gwen is over all the time. A child that young does not run to a person and like cry when they're taken from that person that they don't see all the time. It's all this. I don't know. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So I don't know. Seems suspicious. Um, Gwen asked Yara about her plan. Spend time with my mom. What do you think about the second part? If her friends are trying to get out, she plans to go to Germany and she will meet them and help them. Sure. Why not? If you have the money to do it, who cares? This yeah. this whole thing is like when they show up, I I just I'm I'm not really buying the whole are they gonna stay or are they not uh-uh. gonna stay in Europe? No just don't buy it at all. And I feel like they could trivially come up with a way for Yara and Mila to be in Europe at least a couple months out of the year. She's legally allowed to do that now. And they have the money to do it. I just don't, I don't see why bringing up a permanent move of your entire life with your husband and kid is even necessary to discuss right now. It's going to get more complicated when Mila has is start going to start going to school, but right now do whatever the fuck you want. Who cares? Yara, If she's working at all, she can work from anywhere. She's doing her like product line thing. And Jovi travels so much. What what the fuck does he care if they're staying in New Orleans? She could just go to Europe every single time that he's working. Problem solved, basically. I know. I agree. Or like every other time, you know, he's gone for three weeks at a time. It sounds I thought it used to be a month on a month off. But now it seems like it's three and three. Um, But three weeks is a long ass trip to Europe. And it's worth the flight. So just go like every other month. Yeah. I don't see the big deal. I don't either. Especially if Gwen really isn't helping Yara or seeing Yara a lot, which I don't believe. I feel like they are together all the time. But if that were true, I mean, she really has like zero reason to be in Louisiana. You know, Gwen and what's Yara's mom's name? Do you remember? I don't know. Mm-mm. Gwen and Yara's mom are a pretty close analog of my mom and my wife's mom when it comes to how they interact with our son. And it's like they both love the kid. They both want to spend lots of time with the kid. But the, it's just the way that they approach it is very different. My yeah. mom is not going to like beg me to send the kid over. and. You know, it's it's a different way. Like Yara expects the mom to just like come over, like oh my baby, I mean, thank you for six weeks. Goodbye, go talk to you know. And that's kind of what that's kind of what Polish mother in law does. And even even if you bring up the eventuality of her not being around my son, it's it's sobbing immediately. 
I have I to mean, go back to Poland. Oh, God. <laughs> I mean, I do understand. I, I don't think it's just their different approaches. Like, obviously, you're always going to feel comfortable with your own mom. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, like, and, asking yeah, your mother-in-law. Used to that type, yeah, yeah. I mean, I do know people that are super, super tight with their mother-in-law. But I think that's like... I think a lot of people, dare I say a majority of of women perhaps, are probably feel more comfortable asking their own mom to do something rather than their mother-in-law. And it's just, Yara just knows how her mom is and she feels comfortable being like, just take Mila for like a whole day. And her mom's like, yeah, "Yeah, that's fine. We don't speak the same language. It's cool. Whatever. I'm good. And she, I think it's a trust thing too. She trusts her. You know, she knows that her mom would like die before she'd let anything happen to Mila. And I think there's like some comfort there. Not that Gwen won it, but it's just, I don't know. I think it's different with your own mom. So um, where do you think Jovi wants to go with Yara now that they have a little freedom to explore? Are you going to go straight to the Czech strip club? <laughs> I think they're going to go. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> it's a wild, it's know. a wild place. Uh, that's what you're into i'm worried about this i thought the whole point was like for them to go and spend time with yara's mom and help friends that are escaping the war i have a feeling it's just going to turn into like euro club train wreck No, pretty much yeah (laughs) during covid (laughs) yeah oh yeah filmed in 2021 (laughs) just to be clear no 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 Uh, this wasn't this wasn't because the war had already started Oh, duh. You're right. This is recent. This might be like the most recent filming, like yeah. edit to production to, to us timeline that we've ever seen. I'd imagine actually. this was a- April or May. So it's, it is pretty quick. Because we know a lot of these other storylines are a year old, yeah. at least. So um, very emotional. You know, Yara meeting her mom, very nice, but not a whole else lot to say about just like the first meeting in the airport. That kid is passed out in that stroller. I was like, damn, that kid isn't waking up for anything. She is in a deep sleep. It's very impressive. Um, and what else? Oh, the nanny conversation. So we kind of end it. They try to kind of make a cliffhanger of, you know, Yara's so pumped for her mom to be with Myla. Oh, would you come to the United States? Ha ha. And be your nanny. Ha ha. But mom's clearly thought about this. She's like, well, I don't want to come and be a refugee because if that's the case, then I can't leave and go back to my country for 10 years. And you know, then there's, well, maybe I should just come and live in Prague. And the whole time Jovi's like, what are you saying? Are you talking about me? <laughs> and scene. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's a tough calculus because the first thing that you would have to consider is, well, I, I, I'm assuming that if she tried to come here as a refugee it would be i'm a refugee from ukraine even though she is coming from czech republic does that mean that she can't go back to czech republic for 10 years or back to ukraine if it's just ukraine well did you have any plans of going back anytime soon anyway it's this this war you know again we have hindsight now that it's gone on for fucking we're on like month eight now but um it's going to be a long road and but 10 years is a really long time especially when you're in your 60s i assume so yeah that's that's really a hard call to make yeah it's it's unclear as well like does her mom have residency in prague uh, how long has she been there is she she was there before the war i yes. believe yeah I so believe, like i, I so. just don't know her work situation or any of that Plastic. It's everywhere we look and not enough is being done about it. 100 billion plastic bags are used and then thrown away every year. The plastic bag you see in the gutter or floating in a stream or washed up on the beach, multiply that by 100 billion. That's pretty crazy, right? But there's a better way and it can start with a better bag. Hold On is a company born from the idea that there must be a better way to go about our daily chores. Trash bags and kitchen bags are necessary staples, but do they need to be 100% plastic? 
100% no, they don't. Hold On Trash and Kitchen Bags are heavy-duty, plant-based, non-toxic, and 100% home compostable, which means that they break down in weeks, not decades, without filling up our landfills or polluting our oceans. And their Zip Seal Kitchen Bags come in sandwich or gallon bag sizes to fit all your needs from holding carrots to crayons. Hold On wants to be a part of the growing movement away from single-use plastic, which, if you ask most experts, is the single worst kind of plastic. At every stage, production, disposal, and decomposition, plastic bags are doing harm to our earth, our water, and even our bodies. Hold On bags are on a mission to make daily chores something you can feel good about, one bag at a time. To shop plant-based bags and replace single-use plastics all over your home, visit holdonbags.com and enter CrayCray at checkout to save 20% off your order. That's holdon, H-O-L-D-O-N, bags.com and enter CrayCray, C-R-A-Y, C-R-A-Y at checkout to save 20% off your order. Sustainability has never been more simple. That's H-O-L-D-O-N. Onbags.com and enter cray cray to receive 20% off your order. Small things can lead to lasting change if we stop and say, hold on. Thank you, Hold On, for sponsoring this episode. CBD isn't about what you feel. It's about what you don't feel. Stress, anxiety, and pain. I have been a CBD user for a couple years now because my wife and I are both terrible, terrible sleepers. And the best part about using CBD to help relieve our sleep issues is that you can travel with it. We're on the go. My wife travels a lot for business. We're traveling all over the place, going to see family. And you can bring this stuff on a plane. Our CBD brand is Feels. Feels is a better way to feel better. Feels is a premium CBD that will help keep your head clear and feel your best. It's hassle-free, delivered directly to your door. It helps naturally reduce stress, anxiety, pain, and sleeplessness, and there's no hangover or addiction. We use Feels' new CBD-infused mints for a clear-headed feeling and bonus fresh breath. In fact, Feels offers a free CBD hotline to help guide your personal experience so that you can find your perfect dose. The Feels customer service team is dedicated to make sure you get the best use of your CBD. Start feeling better with Feels. Become a member today by going to feels.com slash cray cray and you'll get 40% off your first three months with free shipping. That's F-E-A-L-S dot com slash cray cray to become a member and get 40% automatically taken off your first three months with free shipping. Feels.com slash cray cray. Do you want to talk about double, double yammy? Double yammy? Yeah, I do. Hold on, let me write down the time. Um, that I wonder did did you did you watch this with captions on or off? I had to watch it the second time with captions on because it was too. There was a double lot that yammy. I he whispered that in Kim Bali's ear, and I wondered if they captioned it with captions off. I believe. Oh, I don't know. Because you could I don't barely know. hear him say that. He whispers. Yeah. So if you watched, I, I don't know this, but if you watched with captions off and you missed this, they didn't caption it. He whispers in Kimbali's ear that she's getting double yammy because she behaved herself so well at this at this meeting. Oh He's so It's not a bribe. May I speak? May I speak? May I speak? May I speak? It's not a bribe. It's so not a bribe. So not a bribe. It's no. not a bribe. <laughs> um, it's just a gift in exchange for goods and services. <laughs> it's it was uh, funny best, to me. One of my one of my favorite lines of the whole episode was like the very first one. The cow didn't even help me. <laughs> So if you expected something to happen as a result of the cow, then it's a fucking bribe. <laughs> yeah. Yep. You had expectations as a result of giving the gift. Correct. God damn. Pretty fucking funny. Um, People would die if they thought I was bribing her. It's This is <sighs> the best part, though, is that like. Usman during that conversation because we do still see like the end of the conversation with his family this episode zero effort 
Zero. Like he is just sitting <sighs> yeah. there. It is so funny. You know, Kimball, he's like, may I speak? May I speak? It's so not a bright. He's not trying to convince anyone. He's not trying to plead his case. He did one thing last episode where it was like, but we love each other, maybe. And that's about it. Nothing else. He's yeah, just he kind of says we love each other and it wasn't a bribe and that's it. And I, it, but this is a little bit trickier, I think, because there's a lot of family dynamic going on here yeah. and there's cultural things. I, I feel like if he felt it would be appropriate to defend her a little bit harder he 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 probably actually would have but i think he's got his older brothers there yeah. he's got his older mom sister. it would be so wild culturally for him to do what kimbali did really that's true yeah i did did you feel bad for kimbali at all that she was being judged because of pgl that's baby girl Lisa. For those of you who just started watching, she was Usman's former American oldie. Uh, you know, um, went terribly I don't, wrong. It's tough, right? I mean, on the one hand, is it her fault that BGL is as terrible as she was? I mean, no, but you had to know going in that you would have to pass this tribunal. And that you were going to be the second one to do it. And how could you not know that they would be a little bit more wary of this whole thing when this is the second time it's happened? And the previous one was deeply, deeply embarrassing to your family. He got nothing out of it other than being on TV. And, And so, and also, you know, there's some things about Kim Bali that are, that are good, but, She's also just kind of like a violent and delusional person too. And I don't know. I I I can't really say that I like her that much. And so to sympathize with her is a little bit difficult, but yeah. Um she was look, she handled that a lot better than I mean, the only nice thing you can say about Kim Bali is that she's better than BGL. <laughs> so. Yeah, that's true. She is better than BGL. I just when she goes into her monologue about how they love each other and she just loves Usman so much, I, I wondered if anybody translated that for the mom because she does not understand what she's saying. Yeah. She's like, I'm even going to allow him to have a second wife. That part was translated because then mom speaks. Well, I don't oppose him marrying an older woman if he chooses to do so, but he must marry a young house, woman first. Right. Ruh-roh. Which honestly is a bigger compromise than I thought mom was going to allow, uh, allow to happen. At, you know? Yeah. It, it's totally, it's a, I think it's honestly a significant compromise for mom to say that. And I still stand by my prediction from last week. I think, think that she's going to No, I think that Kim Bali is going to fold. She's breaking up? No. Oh, you think she's going to let him take a house a wife? Oh yeah. It, Usman predicts this at the end of the episode. He says he says that he basically says that I'm just going to placate her and try to make her feel better, but she'll come around to this. What, what does he, if he does have like a young house, what does he want Kimberly for? If not for just clout and to stay on the show. It seems like, okay. Assuming that he actually doesn't love her. Okay. I don't Which think is he does. Probably so. a 90% chance. That out there. Um, no chance I think that he, that he loves her. I think he honestly believes that he would be a successful musician in America and wants to get here. Okay. Yeah. And you think he would leave his Nigerian wife with children to go live in the States? Depends on how hot his first wife ends up being. (laughs) (laughs) So bad. The mom says something in her ITM about in her uh, interview with production that I thought was interesting. She says something about like that her community thinks that Usman is mixing with Americans. And I wanted to know, what do you think? Like, because we know we hear this from Samit's 
family, you know, oh, right. mom's getting these phone calls, blah, blah, blah. Like, is Usman's mom getting phone calls and like questions? And is she getting blowback from the community because he's dating these women? It doesn't seem nearly as big of a deal as it does for Summit. Yeah, I was curious about that too. When when she said mixing with Americans, is that is is her being American really the worst part of this? Right? Because there's three things going against Kimbali. She's she's American, she's old, and she's white. And she's oh, and also she's not Muslim. So that's four things. Which and which she is can't the have worst. children. It's not even the age thing that they care yeah. about. It's the fact that she can't have kids. It's like what what of those four is the most detrimental to her family's reputation, right? So for her to say son is mixing with Americans, I kind of almost interpreted that as, well, I'm gonna say the least offensive one to not be, you know, rude to my house guests. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um she's she basically that is to say. I almost felt like she feels the same way essentially as Samit's mom, but she's not going to be a jerk about it into her face. That's what it felt like. I felt like I actually felt Usman's mom was extremely respectful. I mean, she does do a mic drop at the end. She's like, tell Kimberly my decision and tell her to get out of here. And then she just gets up and walks out like mic drop. I want, like, I, I, I want her to know it was me. <laughs> Okay, Lady Olena. Um, yeah. So, um, it it was great stuff. And then there's just like a vehicle waiting for Usman and Kimberly. I'm like, is this production? Did they just have a driver like yeah, waiting, the, like driving them around? Go Uber. You know, the the way what that mom. To the cow? I know. Where's the, the cow? cow's just there. The cow's there now. That's just that's. It was a it was a gift. Okay. So yeah, I mean, it was great the way that mom. The, the mic drop, just just her leaving was great, but then she says she says it in such a fuck you, but a nice way. Kindly apologize to her and tell her to leave. <laughs> Damn. It's <laughs> Please really, say I'm I mean, sorry she before she gets the fuck out of my house. <laughs> it's pretty funny. I don't know. I how long do you think this whole conversation lasted? Like, was this 10 minutes or were they fair for like two hours? I don't think mom would put up with the Matt Sharp film a five minute scenes for eight hours situation. I, I bet it was that, almost that, real time. That took coordination to get the cow there during the conversation. If it really was that brief, <laughs> that makes it f- me feel like they were there at least an hour. It's so funny that they had just had it scheduled to be delivered during the conversation it, instead of showing up with it in the car like bgl maybe that's why she she was offended like you didn't you didn't drive it here yourself god it literally is like you go to a popular club and the bouncer's like no room and you like well here's slip a cow him a 20 like oh <laughs> i just slipped you a cow you know oh my, oh god. my gosh i love it didn't uh, work. Um, well, you so, were, yeah. she was so well behaved. She's going to get double dicked tonight. Maybe. Or could mean something else, as I said. I We're not sure. <laughs> so at at breakfast there, it sounds like Kimberly is expecting Usman to have some big plan. Grand strategy. He has no strategy. <laughs> his strategy is bed, I, his strategy is you're old and ugly. You're going to take what you can get. Seriously. It's awful. I did feel bad for Kimberly in this. She was mean. I mean, he was like, Kimberly says, I think we need to tell your family about our plan. And Usman says that he's the one compromising. She hasn't compromised everything, anything. She's the old and ugly one. And he's the one that has... DMs of young and rich ladies all the time. Ladies. Yeah, I mean, if you're going to date someone older than you, I feel like if you're if (laughs) you just can't use that as a weapon against them. And if you do, it just makes it seem like this is fake. Not not fake like 
this is all set up, but uh, you don't actually love her. Yeah. You can't, you can't use that. I mean, look, I mean, as, as bizarre and dumb as Summit and Jenny's relationship seems a lot of the time, he's never used her age against her in an argument in this way. You know what I mean? At least I don't think goldfish brain. Um, but yeah, it's, it's just, it's, it's, I don't so think so. Not that we've seen. It was bad. Yeah. It was bad. I mean, I like wrote down some quotes from his little monologue uh, about all the options he has. I have tons of beautiful women all around me all the time telling me we should break up at your age. Come on. If we break up, you will regret it more than I will. My DMs are full of young and rich ladies. And then off when, when she leaves, he says something really gnarly, which is like, Mm. tell me one thing that she can give me. That's better than a child. It's like, well, damn, then don't fucking be with her. It's really mean. And I I felt bad. I mean, Kimberly's delusional. Let's be very clear. But but I need her to leave him. She almost seemed to resolve it in that she was like, look, it's fine. I'll just leave here single. We tried. No, it's disrespectful. (laughs) And then he's like, you can't break up with me. It's disrespectful. But uh, you're like the like worst option for me, by the way. I have way better options. Like what? What are you? Why are you trying to get her to stay if you have all these better options? What are? I don't understand what you're doing here. I think he's he's implying that her breaking up with him is humiliating. Yeah. And because he's the hot and young one in this and successful one in this relationship, so I'm gonna break up with you. You can't fire me. I quit type shit yeah it was just this editing was really savage because kimberly's in her hotel room sad crying and and just like really upset and usman is just eating pot after pot of food that's being brought to him outside (laughs) and it looked delicious yeah it was like very fluffy rice and i'm like oh my god this is fucking he just seemingly and this could have been two hours out. Who knows where they took this footage from, but he looks like he doesn't give a shit about her or how she's feeling. It's pretty awful. But she she does this shit all the time. And Angela and BGL do the same thing where they look, I mean, he was being an asshole. But if you storm off and lock yourself in a room like these people do then you kind of lose control of the narrative here and you're not going to be able to eat food. (laughs) That's just what it is. Yeah. None of these people ate the food this episode, by the way, love is blind. Same thing. Love is blind. They're serving sushi and burritos and nobody eats it. I'd be eating it. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it's an abomination. Uh, anything else about us men and Kimberly? No. Look, I'm totally a type A personality, so I completely identify with Shida this season, wanting to, you know, go to the fertility doctor, understand her ovarian reserve or like how many eggs that she has compared to other women her age. You know, what are her odds of having a child now versus in a couple of years because Bilal wants to wait. And this fertility doctor really didn't help her at all that we saw on screen. Data actually shows that one out of six couples struggle with infertility, and that's a stat staggering statistic. Um, But what if I told you you could get important fertility insight without having to go to the doctor or even leaving home? That's right. You can avoid this whole awkward exchange that we often see on 90 Day Fiance between couples and these random doctors, uh, or maybe they're paid actors on the show. Who knows? That's why Modern Fertility was created. It's an easy and affordable way to test your fertility hormones at home with a simple finger prick. Mail it in with a prepaid label and get your personalized results within 10 days. You'll get insight into your hormone levels, your ovarian reserve, which again, that's how many eggs you have compared to other women your age, and other important fertility factors. The results go really deep into what every hormone means, and you can also download the results to review with your doctor for next steps. 
As someone who has had my ovarian reserve tested with Modern Fertility, um, because they've been a sponsor for for years, uh, and also with my doctor prior to that, I can tell you that it's so awesome to be able to review the results in depth. When I got the test results back from my doctor, it's not like I could access them online and review them and um, in, in understandable language. I had to have a doctor interpret them for me. With Modern Fertility, it was all spelled out, um, you know, what every hormone means was described so I could re-reference it as needed. And I was able to talk to one of their nurses and have them run through the results with me as well in depth. Uh, I just found the results much easier to understand uh, with Modern Fertility. Traditional testing can cost over $600, but Modern Fertility gets you the same info at a fraction of the price. And if you go to modernfertility.com slash cray 30 you can get $30 off your test, making it $169 with this offer. Plus, you can get reimbursed for the test through your FSA or your HSA. So if you want kids today or maybe just one day in the future, clinically sound info about your body can help you make the decision that's right for you. Right now, Modern Fertility is offering our listeners $30 off the test when you go to modernfertility.com slash cray 30 This is a limited time offer for $30 off. That means your test will cost $169 instead of the hundreds, or in my case, oh, well over $1,000 it could cost at a doctor's office. Get $30 off your fertility test when you go to modernfertility.com slash cray 30 That's C-R-A-Y-C. C-R-A-Y-3-0, modernfertility.com slash cray 30 This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. You know, every time the holiday season rolls around, I really wish that there were some sort of life user manual that I could refer to when dealing with difficult family situations. BetterHelp Online Therapy is basically the next best thing. Unfortunately, life doesn't come with a user manual, so when it's not working for you, it's normal to feel stuck. Navigating any of life's challenges can make you feel unsure, whether it's a career change, a new relationship, becoming a parent, that was also a big one for me, or just navigating family drama around the holidays. Therapists are trained to help you figure out the cause of challenging emotions and learn productive coping skills, which makes therapy the closest thing to a guided tour of the complex engine called you. You know, therapy has really helped me, uh, especially around the holidays. I tend to <laughs> uh, to definitely make sure that I, I'm carving out that time for therapy and, and also the transition into becoming a parent. I found that any big life change where I just need to talk through it with an independent party, uh, therapy has been really helpful. As the world's largest therapy service, BetterHelp has matched 3 million people with professionally licensed and vetted therapists available 100% online, and it's affordable. Just fill out a brief questionnaire and match with a therapist. If things aren't clicking, you can easily switch to a new therapist anytime. It could not be simpler. No waiting rooms, no traffic, no endless searching for the right therapist. Learn more and save 10% off your first month at betterhelp.com slash cray cray. That's betterhelp, B-E-T-T-E-R-H-E-L-P.com slash cray cray. And thank you so much to BetterHelp for sponsoring this podcast and this episode. Let's Jenny and Submit finish strong. Submit opens with saying, I'm hoping to get back to work soon. And I just had to do a double take. Like, you fucking work, dude? <laughs> no, remember, what this job? was a storyline. Yeah, but like, what job? Is he still at the same job with his buddy? What is happening? We Like, we don't no. hear anything about what he actually does. We did. We heard like one line. And it's his friend whose name I didn't write down. Is it Rakesh? Rohit, maybe? It- Rohit, maybe it begins with an R. I know that. I just didn't write it down. But he, they want to open some food stall or something. What? I don't remember this at all. <laughs> yeah, I don't. Did I make that up? No, I feel like he was talking about like they were going to open a food stall or something. But like seven days a week seems intense. I don't want my husband working seven days a week either. I'm not sure. Gonna lie. Yeah, I get that, but. It, I mean, it really, it's, they don't have any money. They have no income except her 
very meager social security and I, I mean, look, I mean, the, the real, what's the real reason here? We all know the real reason is that he's fucking bored with Jenny. They got married. The world is still against them, but they're married now. And so it's a little bit less of a, it's a little bit less sexy now, right? Because yeah. they actually did it. If they moved to America, this marriage would collapse instantly because nobody would give a fucking shit about this. In, you know, Jenny, Jenny's right in, in that in America, people wouldn't be as emotionally invested in their breakup. Yeah. We, we would make fun of them. We would still talk shit. We would still think it was bizarre, but no one would be like, quote, going insane about it here either. I just, I keep and, coming back and, to. Sorry, and just to finish my thought, the point I'm trying to make is that their marriage would collapse very quickly because their entire relationship is built on us versus them. Yeah, yeah, we've talked about this with a lot of other couples, too. I I agree. Now that they're married, I mean, Samit claims when he's talking to his family that he's like happier than he's ever been and he wasn't happy in his old life and blah, blah, blah. But I still think that their lives would be a lot better in India if they hadn't gotten married. Like, I just don't understand why it was so important. Like, I, I know that there's like the visa issue, but she could have just gone home to the States for three months out of the year, spent time with her family and then gone back to India. Like, and then they could have maintained their relationship indefinitely and just like have a commitment ceremony. Summit's parents would still talk to him. He would be happier because he would have his family in his life, which is clearly very important to him. Jenny does not understand why, but it's like clearly extremely, he seems like he will be completely hopeless in life if there's no chance that his parents will ever talk to him again. And she cannot understand or accept this. And it's, it's a problem. I don't know. It, he, it he, is a, he, makes it, he it, does not want to go to America. He makes it very clear. It's a significant cultural difference. You know, if my, yeah. if my mom ever cut me out of her life, my response would basically be, well, that's, that's crazy of you. Sucks to be you, I guess. Same. You know, yeah. like you, you failed as a parent. If you cut out your kids, not, doesn't have anything to do with me. And I would be able to, obviously I'd still be devastated but i feel like i would be able to emotionally kind of compartmentalize that you know as as something that wasn't completely my fault and be able to kind of move forward even if i would still be bummed about it submit it seems like his entire identity is wrapped up in his parents approval and and he can't move past it and Jenny can't wrap her mind around it. Um, Yeah. It's like, she still doesn't understand. And she keeps coming back to like, Oh, submit. He's doing the same thing over and over. And I just can't, but she's the one that's also failing to understand over and over. Like why? No, it's a, that's a great point. He's going back to his same habits over and over, but it's, almost more bizarre that you don't understand why he's doing what he's doing for the 18th time. Yes, I so agree. And like, this is a big spoiler. So skip ahead a minute. If you don't want to hear the spoiler starting now, Jenny has been spotted in the States. So, I mean, some people are, it's rumored that they've broken up. Some people think, Hey, she's just going to see her family. Like she has grandkids. She has three daughters. So, you know, we, she just probably wanted to see them now that she can travel again, post COVID or has her visa sorted out or whatever, but they could have also broken up. So, yeah, I don't have any tea on that other than she's been spotted, but we don't know if it's just because she got, a travel authorization and or some Mm -hmm. kind of yeah green card equivalent where she can leave and come back without issue no idea yeah do you do you feel bad for Samit's parents like we hear in the family that like they're getting a lot of shit from the community like do you do you feel bad for them at all or do you think this is embellished to make Samit feel guilty and what's the outcome that they want do they want him to divorce Jenny 
Based on everything that we've been told and what and several things that I've read, I completely believe that Mother Sumit is getting inundated with concern or ridiculed uh ridiculing calls from her family and the community neighbors and that this is a huge fucking deal and submit does not seem to it's it's almost like at that meeting with his aunt he doesn't even respond when they tell her or that when they tell him that your mom is about to lose her fucking mind like she's crying herself to sleep she seems almost high i mean honestly she should get high can't you imagine can you imagine how much better all this would be if mama submit was just ripping bongs <laughs> it might make in it between, worse in between phone calls but don't worry i'm sure no, she's flossing her nostrils everything that we've heard for years has indicated that this would be a pariah situation for their entire family and so i don't believe it's overblown do i feel bad for her i mean I mean, I, I guess do. I kind of, I, yeah, I do. I mean, she's, she is unnecessarily mean to Jenny in, in some scenes, but I mean, thank God, cause it's hilarious content, but, um, <laughs> you know, this is, this is a big fucking deal and it's her entire she social life. Is yeah. Over. Like she didn't ask for this. She tried really hard to fight against it and there was nothing that she could do. Um, this is this is this is brutal for for his parents. Like I I don't condone the way that she treated Jenny even though like you said like the cleaning episode from last HEA was the best scene of the whole season and so I'm grateful for her. But I feel like she just it, this didn't only negatively it's not like Jenny the way that Jenny sees it is oh Summit's mom just doesn't accept me that's not it this is bad for his brother his brother's wife like you can see they look crustfallen as well they're getting shit too and they have a baby now and so this is affecting the whole family and everybody so i don't think that it was only a selfish intention that mother submit was trying to stop this from happening like for her selfish reasons that she just doesn't like jenny that's not it at all she's trying to keep her family from being ostracized from society and jenny does not fucking understand that yeah yeah she just thinks she thinks that submit is repeating his same mistakes over and over again um, and she just thinks that none of this is gonna move the needle and she might be right she might be right about the short-term logistical thing but as we were talking about last week wouldn't it be worse if he just didn't try at all like if you're his mom wouldn't you rather him like call and set up this because I feel like, yes. yes, she has said, we're never talking to you again. Don't even come to our funeral, blah, blah, blah. But come on, like the door is clearly open if she's e talking to him on the phone. Oh, yeah, especially I didn't realize she was talking to him on the phone. I thought they I set up this dinner. Well, I think she, I think submit. Yeah, that was unclear how they set it up. I there mean, has to be some communication. She sends an emissary, but right. <laughs> like, uh, her poor sister. I wonder what the sister has going on. This, the aunt or the the sister of Summit's mother just looks yeah. also pretty devastated. I, I thought the devastation of all three family members that showed up was palpable. I don't Absolutely. think this was fake. I don't think this was acting. I think this is real shit. The sister-in-law, like this was all funny to the brother and sister-in-law before. Like we've seen them crack up during previous scenes, but now that it, the word has gotten out that submit is married to Jenny, it's had negative effects on them as well. You can tell it's, it really, it sucks. Yeah. And the, the worst thing, the, the, the thing about this that I found a little bit frustrating is, is that it seems like all three of them universally, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but the, the, the impression that I got is that all the people involved here blame Jenny. Yeah, and, that's what's frustrating. And yeah. yeah, I don't. We we talk a lot of shit about Jenny, but this is a two way street, and 
like more than anyone in this scenario, Submit knew what the repercussions of this would be. And so to blame Jenny universally is stupid. I, I agree. Submit, if anything, is more to blame because he knew and understands intimately like what this what the repercussions it would have for his family like jenny can be told but she doesn't understand in the same way that she grew up in that society like she can never really empathize the same way that submit can i blame him way more than her i do blame her as well yeah. though like and if then, she even tried to under attempted to understand how this would affect his family and she really did love him i maintain that she would have left right. him and gone home yeah and then okay so the worst part the worst thing that submit uh maybe the worst lie that he's ever told because i feel like this is just a straight up lie that he tells yeah. to his brother he starts talking about like i will have children in the future and then we get every i mean everyone there is confused pikachu face i'm sure even the, i'm sure even the fucking producers were like what I was confused. I was like, please don't give me a fertility storyline. She is 63. Can we please stop? We're not going to get that. Thank God. But just him saying, I will have children in the future. uh, What? What the fuck? I, I feel like he had to just be straight up lying to their faces. I will be horrified if he even brings this up with Jenny. Oh, I can't wait to watch it. Are you kidding me? (laughs) It is horrifying. I mean, because let's let's talk about this in the context of this is never going to happen. So we can rest assured that no child will be traumatized in the film. This will not happen. But I I can't wait to see him tell Jenny because she is going to lose her shit. And it's going to be explosive. They're saving this conversation for the finale. I she know. doesn't even want it to work. Like, how? Well, Kyle, she's going to have a baby to take care of. <laughs> it's starting to get old. Oh, man. The sister-in-law's like, can Jenny even hold a baby? Oh, come on. <laughs> that was so really rid- funny. So her, ridiculous. Her like, uh, and then Samit says something about a surrogate. I'm like, does he understand what a surrogate is? Does he just mean like, an egg use donor? my sperm use my sperm and an egg donor literally that's what it sounds like he's gonna pump yeah. one into somebody because <laughs> i i just sorry that was from love is blind as well <laughs> wasn't it bartice that was like i'm gonna pop some babies into you and i was like oh that was violent <laughs> uh, it's very aggressive yeah that's very aggressive how, like, how uh, can she yeah. take care of a kid at this age like you've never heard of a grandma she in has your entire life kids. like come, come the fuck on. on yeah um yeah i for him to look at his family and say my mom will be sa- super happy after i have a kid dude really okay <laughs> And then he says on camera, I don't even want kids, but I'll do it for my parents. He admits he doesn't have any interest in having kids. I'm like, oh, my God. Anyway, it's surprising to me that Jenny and Samit are still delivering. I'm still interested in the storyline after how many seasons. I, I still find it fascinating. There's still, yeah, there's still a lot to talk about somehow. (laughs) it's just we're like what else do they have they are married clearly still a lot (laughs) it really is like a fascinating dynamic and their relationship is very interesting i have to admit so that's that's it though um we are on our patreon we're talking love is blind and love during lockup so new shows very excited about both of them um and we'll be starting on those this this week so are we doing all three shows? Love is Blind, Single Life, and Love During? We, we've been debating we'll do, this. I think we'll... Let's pause on Single Life. We'll catch up next week. I want to get Love is Blind and, and Love After Lock... Or Love During Lockup. They're full due. All right, and let's then, do it. you know, Single Life, we can catch up. We can do yeah. a two-for-one next week, so... <laughs> yeah, totally. I'm yeah. so excited to talk Love is Blind. It's such a ridiculous show. Um, oh, the first so couple... Fun. This does seem like... More like season one than season two. Season two is just a fucking train wreck. And it seems like the real dumpster fire people, like 
like I I've only watched the first two episodes, but I cannot imagine this fucking Andrew guy actually moving forward into the meat of the show. <laughs> if he does, if he does, I'll be so fucking happy. But I just don't see I it. Know. So I feel like they're I feel like they're setting up couples that actually might really have a shot. Um, we'll I'm excited. I love the show. I yeah, there 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 are two couples in particular that I'm so hopeful for. Um, and I won't spoil it for anyone, but uh, realitycraycray.com. You can go there to sign up if you're interested in us talking about those two shows. So, or yeah. an, an extended version of this podcast, also. Absolutely. Um, yeah. Thanks as for, for listening, everyone. Oh, as for HEA, here are my feelings. It's starting to get old. <laughs> what a waste of time. It's all this fake. I'm not doing this. <laughs> <laughs> actually it's it's been better than we expected so it's not it's not well, the worst. it's because we're not watching the 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 two worst people on the show by far it, it hasn't been as torturous as i thought but you know going into the end we'll see um we'll see what happens i did enjoy watching liz root around in some in a stranger's yard crawling through a bush in the middle of the night like I would arrest somebody if I like I would like call the police if I saw somebody doing that. So pretty hilarious. Um I think that the Jenny and Summit storyline being in India and then uh Kimberly and Usman being in Nigeria really saves the season for me. It because helps. It's that's always my favorite, you know. It's a before the yeah. 90 days, basically. Exactly. So thanks for listening, everyone. Uh we'll it, talk to you next week. Thanks, guys. Bye.